Welcome to the AECI Plant Health Podcast, where we have conversations that help you unlock nature's potential. Hi, I'm Andre Salier from ACI Plant Health, and today we're going to have a discussion about emerging farmers in South Africa and what we can do to help them. We all know it's tough to be an emerging farmer, especially in South Africa. There are many challenges in place, but we've got great news. We've got something that can make their lives easier and which we've developed, and that's what we're going to be discussing today. I'm going to start by asking Yanni, our first guest, what the pain points are. What are the challenges for emerging farmers in South Africa? Just give us a wrap-up of that, Yanni, please. You know, emerging farmers have got a lot of challenges and you can just imagine that being on a farm, you are quite often quite a long distance away from town. And if you want to buy your inputs, fertilizers, seeds or chemicals, you have to put a day aside, get in your car, drive to town just to find the inputs that you need. You have to look around at the prices, what's the best price that you can find and what you actually need. Once you found the products, you need to rent the truck to go and collect these products. And it often happens that when the farmer gets to the depot, the product that he wants to buy is out of stock or he can't find it. And he has to find a replacement or go back to the farm with 50 or 60% of the products that he needs and just wasting his time. Second big challenge is, you know, what type of inputs do you actually need on your farm? What type of fertilizer, what type of chemical are you going to need for specific crops? And it's always challenging for an emerging farmer to take a soil sample because you take one soil sample, where do you send it to? How do you get it to the lab? Who's going to give you advice? Who's going to do that recommendation telling you as a farmer, this is what you need. This is the best program for you to grow the best crop. And I would say lastly, when you want to sell your produce, I mean, if you're a spinach farmer, you have to find a market. What are the market prices at the moment? And often what happens is the farmer will cut his spinach, load it on a truck, take it to a market just to find out that you have to work through agents. And each one of these agents takes commission. So the farmer is not sure what his selling price is going to be. He's not sure what his profit is going to be. And that puts a big strain on farming. And the last comment I would like to make is all on training and and knowledge. Um, Farming is is really complex and there's so many products. And emerging farmers need training on the products and on farming practices. Okay, thanks, Yanni. That certainly sounds very uh, challenging for the emerging farmers in South Africa. And uh, there's certainly a lot of challenges there. And we've also got Caritas with us here today. Uh, He's going to tell us about the solution that we mentioned earlier. Caritas, I'd like to ask you, what exactly is Kula? This is the first time we've mentioned the name. That is what we're seeing as a solution. What is Kula? How does it work? And tell us about the e-commerce approach that you are using as far as Kula is concerned. I think the question of what is cooler is always a tricky one. And you might find that two people may tell you different answers that form part of a bigger picture. Essentially, what cooler is, cooler is an ecosystem, right? And the reason why cooler is an ecosystem is in how we view agriculture as an industry. The premise is that we see the industry as working not in silos, but we believe the best way to solve problems in the industry is to solve them in a holistic manner. We're in an ecosystem approach. And as Kula, we don't believe that you can solve problems in agriculture in silos. You can't solve the market access problem if you're not thinking about logistics, if you're not thinking about quality, if you're not thinking about technical advisory. So it's very hard in agriculture as a whole to solve one problem at a time. So we have constructed what we call the Kula ecosystem And within that ecosystem, we have our fresh produce marketplace, which is probably uh, largely what your viewers know us for. 
and new product that we've added with ACI is a product called our Input Marketplace. And I'll, I'll be diving a bit into that and also our Funded Dashboard. And the way these platforms work is that they essentially do a dance together. So they do a bit of a tango, right? And the first dancer in this ecosystem is our Fresh Produce Marketplace. Our Fresh Produce Marketplace was built to help farmers gain access to market. But as we were rolling out the fresh produce marketplace, and this was our primary initial idea, we quickly realized that because of food safety regulations and industry requirements, not every farmer can trade with our buyers, right? Even you, if you were to buy a banana today from a supermarket and it gave you diarrhea for a week, you're not going to say at least it came from an emerging farmer. You won't, you're not going to be happy about that, right? So we still need to adhere to food safety requirements. So not every farmer can actually gain access to our fresh produce marketplace, right? And we were faced with a tough decision. where We had a lot of emerging farmers who didn't have the right global gap certification or local gap or farming for the future certification. And we could not just neglect these guys and leave them sort of in limbo, not knowing how to gain access to our fresh produce marketplace. We thought, how do we help these guys get the right inputs that they need for them to produce quality product, but not only the right inputs, the right services and the right advice, right? And hence, we came up with the idea of the input marketplace. And essentially what the input marketplace is, it brings all the agricultural inputs that a farmer would need in order to be successful to their phone. So they don't need to drive 30 kilometers in one direction to go buy seed, 30 kilometers in another direction to go buy fertilizer, 30 kilometers in another direction to go buy chemicals. They can order that stuff straight from their phone. And because farmers usually buy at the start of the season, it's usually a bulk purchase. And we have a threshold amount where if they buy above that bulk purchase, we can get the product straight to their farm without them even having to leave. And also, you don't just buy agriculture. So it's not like walking to a supermarket and saying, I want a loaf white or a loaf brown. Usually you need someone to walk the farm first, pick up what the issues are, and then offer a recommendation. So our relationship with ACI allows us to be plugged into about 184 crop advisors. And each of our input suppliers comes with experts that we can get on farm that can run assessments on our farmers' farms and then make recommendations. And on the back of those recommendations, the farmers can get those products directly delivered to their farm on our input marketplace. So it's a product component, but also a major services component. But the end goal is not just to buy for the sake of buying. The end goal is that we want these guys to be ready to trade in our fresh produce marketplace. We feel that the best way to help a farmer in the long run is to give them fair and equitable access to market. But because there's food safety standards, they need to be ready to get to that point. Now, the other element that your viewers are probably thinking about is what about the cost? It's very expensive to buy to get a program, a chemical program, a fertilizing program. Those are very, very expensive. And if you're an emerging first generation farmer who's just started out, you're thinking, I can hear what you're saying, but how am I even going to afford that, right? And because we have this vast database on farmers, there's a huge disconnect that's happening in the country where if you open the news, you hear billions and billions being committed to agriculture, both in the public sector and in the private sector. But that money is not getting to the ground. And largely in the private sector, you have the guys with the money sitting in air-conditioned offices in Santin, like you and me, but the guys who need the money are in Kwakwa. They're in Hazyview. They're in Toyando, right? And the odds of someone who fits the mandate of a Santin investor, those two connecting, are very low. But if you sign up on our system, you complete your details in full, you click that I'm looking for funding, we will go out and we will approach 
these private sector funders. And the funders can go onto our funder dashboard, which is a tool where they can say, for example, I'm looking to fund a black female farmer who's doing over 500,000 in revenue. The system will show them all the farmers that meet that mandate or send a communication to the farmers via a platform that they're looking for them. So we can actually assist them to get the necessary funding support that they need because we understand just how expensive it can be to get the inputs and to get the necessary advisory. So in essence, what Kula is, Kula is an ecosystem of products. The input marketplace being the starting point applicable to all farmers. And once they meet the relevant industry food safety requirement, they can go into our fresh produce marketplace. And because we understand that the costs can be very high for inputs and advisory, we have our funded dashboard that helps them gain access to the right funding. So Kula is an ecosystem of three things that dance together. Oh, fantastic. That sounds like a solution to me, Karidas. Just give me one more answer. What are the misconceptions about e-commerce? I think there's massive misconceptions about e-commerce. I think when we started, we had a lot of those misconceptions ourselves. So we thought old people wouldn't use technology, you know, and everyone views agriculture. When they think agriculture, they think of a guy who's tired, who's gray, you know, it just seems like hard work, which is probably part of the reason why a lot of young people are not going into the industry. So the first and biggest misconception is that agriculture is not prone to technology or prone to digital innovation, which is actually a very false misconception. Because even if you go into history, agriculture has actually driven a lot of innovation, a lot of mechanization, has actually come from the agricultural industry trying to find effective ways to get out more yield and to get it to where it needs to go, right? And the one misconception is that farmers are actually very open to technology. They're very open to doing things in a more efficient way. And I must give credit to WhatsApp. I think WhatsApp has done a lot of the hard work for us in convincing the late adopters because now everyone's grand and everyone's grandpa and everyone's uncles on WhatsApp and they're sending you inspirational messages every morning that you don't necessarily want to hear. So I think that's the biggest misconception. And the second, I think the biggest one is that, yeah, that agriculture or farmers are not prone to technology. We found that they actually are. They've been very embracing of our opportunity. In fact, we have been overwhelmed with the response that we have received for them and we've worked very hard to build a product that was going to work for them and that's going to make sense. The other misconception is that people view agriculture as almost a very tough and very difficult industry. And I think that's one way to look at it. But the other way is that there's massive opportunities for innovation within agriculture, you know, and if you consider the fact that everyone has to eat, it's not fashion. You know, you don't, it's not something that you opt in or opt out of. Um, it's something that you have to do. So there's massive room for innovation within the food supply chain. And that's the space that we've opted to play in. And we believe that farmers are very forward thinking. We believe that they're very embracing to technology. And we're seeing a huge wave of even younger people taking over from their parents or even first generation farmers just going into agriculture as an industry. And not just from a farming perspective, there's lots of room for innovation because at the end of the day, we have to eat whether we like it or not. It's not a choice. Yanni, you, you, you've got a comment? Yeah, no, and I totally agree with Caridas. The e-commerce market is there to make farming easier for the farmer. Not just makes the farming more sexier, but it, it allows the farmer to focus on what he's good at. He's good at farming, growing crops, making sure you've got produce and selling it. You know, most farmers do not have the time to look around for prices and to compare products and to learn about products. And that's where the e-commerce market comes in. I think one thing we've learned from the COVID is that uh, if you're not allowed to drive around, what else do you do? And, and that's where the e-commerce market comes in. 
a farmer can sit at o'clock at night, um, open his cell phone, and buy what he needs, and compare prices, and uh, learn from that. And you know, it just makes life so much easier. And I also agree. You know, it's not just the young people that's using the e-commerce market. It's all farmers, and it's it's there to help them. Fantastic, Caritas. I want to ask you one question. If a, a farmer wants to become part of the cooler ecosystem, as you refer to it, what is the first step? How would he start getting into this ecosystem? So we are digital-based uh, and e-commerce-based. So the first step that a farmer would need to take is a very practical one. If you have a phone, hopefully you're not carrying a 3310. <laughs> you go to either the Android Play Store, or if you're using a Huawei, you can go to the Huawei App Gallery. And you search Kula, just K-H-U-L-A, and the app will pop up, and then you can download it. And then if you are still starting out, the input marketplace is more relevant to you. But if you feel you have the right certifications for food safety, you can then gain access to our buyer platform as well. Fantastic. We mentioned earlier on that there's a, a relationship that is developed or a partnership between Cooler and an ACI plant health. Yanni, can I perhaps ask you to expand on that and tell us the nature of the relationship? Andre, yeah, ACI Plant Health has been very involved with emerging farmers over the years. It is really a challenging market because the farmers are so widely spread throughout South Africa. It's difficult to get to the farm sometimes. It's difficult to get appointments. And we just found that it's a difficult market to serve it. We really looked at some innovations and, and trying to find the best way on how can we really help the farmer to make a better success. And when we met up with Kula, you know, the penny just dropped. We just saw this as a unique opportunity to reach out to the emerging farmers and to really, really make a difference. ACI, you know, we're blessed. We've got 190 depots and crop advisors right through South Africa. So there will be an ACI crop advisor close to an emerging farmer in, in, in some point. You know, all the crop advisors got knowledge on farming. You know, they can assist the farmer with training to assist him with his planning and then just be there for him. And... Um, with AECI, I mean, we supply our own products as well. But to really service the emerging farmer, we realized that, you know, we have to have all the other input suppliers on the Cooler app as well. And we work with them. So we pull in all the other companies that we know can supply products at the best prices and to really assist the farmer with a, with a one-stop shop where you can literally go on the app and order everything, fertilizer, seed, agrochemicals, whatever he needs for his farm. He can get it from the app. Fantastic. Thanks, Yanni. And as we know, ACI Plant Health is uh, part of the greater ACI and uh, with the agricultural arm, making our, producing our own products and uh, worldwide and certainly countrywide distributor of agricultural chemicals, fertilizers and other agricultural solutions. Caritas, any last closing comments regarding the, the Kula app and where you'd like to go with it? I think we've got uh, very high ambitions uh, in terms of where we want to take Kula. We think the problem goes beyond South Africa. It's quite major on the African continent, but it goes even beyond the African continent. I think our interest is in food and people eat food. And I think that's our primary interest. And I think we want to start with South Africa, get it right, but get it to far-reaching parts of the world. 
we genuinely believe that the solution is going to change the landscape of agriculture. If you look at how farmers buy their product, there's five middlemen uh, in exports between them and the end buyer. We want to cut that down. If you look at locally, the end price that a product gets sold at and what it's bought at from the farmer, you may find that it's four times um, that price. And those are the number of things that we want to change. And we want to make agriculture a financially viable alternative to a traditional job so that if a young person is finishing at university, wherever they are, they can view farming as a genuine business opportunity that they can pursue. And I think we want to redefine what great food means. And what I mean by that is if we want to ask our users, anyone in the general public, that if you got an A-grade apple and you're chewing into that apple, imagine if you could taste the supply chain of that apple. So yes, it's A-grade, but imagine if you could put the taste of the experience of the farmer had in selling the produce. Is that is that farmer happy? The experience of the supply chain, the experience in finding funding, in finding the right support to get that apple to be an A-grade apple, not just on the physical taste on your tongue, but if we could taste the whole experience of the ecosystem and of the supply chain, how would your apple really taste? And we want to bring a broader definition to what an A-grade apple is or what an A-grade orange is to say, let's put the supply chain into that taste and how would your apple really, really taste? And that's the mind shift that we want to encourage and we want to make the industry more efficient. There's a whole lot of legacy systems that need to be updated and Kula is there to rock the boat. Caritas, I love your passion. I love your product and uh, it's great to hear the passion you have for Kula and for agriculture, not just in South Africa but worldwide as well. Yanni, any closing comments, uh, perhaps pertaining to the, 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 the relationship between ACI Plant Health and Kula? Andrea, the relationship is good. From ACI and Kula, we're really working hard to make a success out of Kula. We're very proud of what we've designed, and we know that this will really help a farmer in today's life. And I will encourage everybody who's listening to this podcast now, if you're a farmer, download the Kula app. You've got nothing to lose. Look around at all the solution and products that's on there and um, focus on farming and let Kula be a partner on your farm. Fantastic. I think the message that we got out of this is that there's a solution not only for emerging farmers, but for all farmers in South Africa at this point and into Africa later on. So thank you, everybody, for joining this conversation. And uh, remember, go and download the Kula app. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andre. Thank you. Another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.